Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee. And actually drink coffee this time, not that yeah, fake stuff like right. last episode. And have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And real coffee drinker, Chris Fuller. Yes, sir. And today, we are taking a listener question, and that question is this. What is the difference between righteous and unrighteous Ooh. anger? You ready to do this thing, Fuller? Let's go. Let's go. Well, dude, that was the fastest intro we've ever it, done. It, well, I don't know about the fastest. That was that it's, was it's dang pretty, quick. It's a pretty quick one. I mean, it's comparison to like, let's. Are you ready? Let's go. Bring it up. Oh no, it's time to bring it back down. Yeah, and then you. Because in case you don't know, we have an exact cue when we drop the yeah. music back into our conversations. Yeah, we do. And, we, we work hard at this. We try to hit the cue at the end too for the ending music, but we don't. Sometimes we get nail there. it. Sometimes we don't. And when we don't, I just I I we just let, we just let it. I lose all my marbles and just, it just breaks and freaks out. We just let it roll at that point. We're like, yeah, okay, it is what it is. It so, is what it is. Yeah. You know what I think is wild? What's that? That people can somehow listen to us at like 1.5 and 2 point speed. I don't know I don't how. know how, man. How do you understand us? Dude, I got my buddy Bobby King. He was like, yeah, yeah dude, I, I listen. and it, Dude, I listen to all my podcasts at 2. No, he, he's a 2 point. He goes, but he's like, you talk so freaking fast. I got to turn you down to 1.5. Because you're too fast. And I'm like, sorry, bro. Sorry. May sorry. Maybe if Here's we started talking like no! this. Those, those episodes no! would be like four hours long. Well, yeah, that's how we start. We used to be like, well, we're in a Real Talk Christian podcast where we drink coffee and have real conversations. Well, there was no intros. There was a society. Yeah. That we, yeah, we were, bam. When people talk about the early days, we're like, I'm so sorry. Like first 20 episodes. So it was like very, very raw. But you know what? It was a good time. My voice is cracked again. Two episodes in a row. I keep looking at the screen and my hair is going nuts tonight. You know what? It's not a podcast night unless you mention your hair it's or true. meatloaf. So those That's are the true. two things. I didn't mention meatloaf last week, but yeah. you know, it's good. And in fact, more and more people I've noticed are starting to cook their meatloaf in uh, muffin tins. So you're welcome. People have done that for a while. You you didn't start a trend. I, I hate to tell you No, that. Beth did. Beth started a trend. I, I, I hate to tell you, but. People are like, yeah, the recipe. I pulled out a recipe book and it said to put it in a tin. That was, yeah, so it, it is, mm -mm. That is not original, bro. Oh, did you ever hear about making mashed potatoes with, uh, what does Amber do? Uh, chick, chick, chicken broth? Chicken bone broth? I, have I was, I was going through Instagram and, and one of my clients, oh, client friends, technically, she, she was talking about she has a very specific mashed potato recipe that she does, which Missy, Beth's little baby sister, does uh, cream cheese in her, her, sure. her, uh, her mashed potatoes, mm, so I'm, good. I'm about to floor you with an idea, though. With an idea. So, I, but I've never heard of chicken broth no, before for mashed potatoes. It, it, apparently, yeah, it's fantastic. Sure. So, Janelle, for Christmas, took to my parents' house. Okay. Uh, they were like mashed potato muffin tops was almost what it was like. So, it was like baked. So, it was like a very soft bread that you could actually hold yeah, and like you yeah. could break, but you ate it and it was mashed potatoes. And it was like... This is glorious. Uh, has she made that for me before? I don't think so. It was her first I time feel like making I've it. I've had it from somewhere. It was though. her first time making it. She like like did a whole piping bag to pipe it all oh, out she to went bake it. And like, it was like so phenomenal. Ooh, you know what'd be really tasty? Is that like in an air fryer? I wonder if that would be good. I don't know about frying it. I mean, you could. It's mashed. It's potatoes. I mean, potatoes. Potatoes are always good fried. What was it? You can you you can crush them. You can mash them. You can put them in a stew. But, what is that from? What is that? What is that? Lord line? of the Rings, bro. Yes. Okay. Okay. What do you want to do? Mash them, cook them, put them in the stew, or dice them? Because he's like, what's Tilton's process? Dude, stop. Oh, I hate that voice. Sorry, I just broke someone's eardrums. Relax, it's right. 
Was that with was that with Frodo or was that with Bilbo from the? Oh, that, that was that was Frodo, right? That was or him Sam. talking to Sam. That was Sam. They were on the, they were on the side of the mountain. Yeah, it was right. It was uh, uh, two towers. Yeah, they're on the side of the mountain. So, no, it was when they were right before, right before they saw the elephants. Yeah, the, the elephants. That's what they, that's what Sam. The elephants, the big oh, giant elephants. Yeah, call, it's been call, a while. It's been call, a while. Called elephants. Yeah. So speaking of Lord of the Rings, we had an interesting question uh, from our friend Marissa Ladson uh, in our Facebook community group, and she said. If you were a hobbit, would you prefer second breakfast or second dinner? Beth and I already do second dinner. Do you? Yeah. Normally it's popcorn or a bowl of cereal. I'm a, I am a true hobbit, so I do all of it. Uh, <laughs> even the hairy feet. But I would prefer the second breakfast because you can't go I don't even really bacon. eat breakfast normally. I eat maybe a granola bar. Maybe. See? I, had apple, but I don't always eat breakfast and I don't always eat lunch. That's the day. a problem. That's a or I'll eat problem. breakfast, but not really lunch. I'll eat like an I eat a, I eat a snack like in like the late a, like early afternoon, like one or two. I'll pop a little snack, like an apple, and maybe some like cheeses or something. And this is why he can't have box fans in his house because he blows away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I eat five portions of dinner now because Beth cooks all this amazing food. But no, we always eat. We blame it on Lex, but we always eat again, probably around ten, ten fifteen. My go-to snack is always. Kettle corn. Never you, normal, but kettle, but, kettle corn popcorn. But you can't blame Lennox because even prior to Beth, you used to do that. I had no self-control so, when so, it comes to food, man. So you can't. Because I remember podcasts, we'd be done, and you'd be like in your fridge snacking. 100%. At like midnight. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what are you bowl doing? Bowl of cereal, bro. I would eat bowl of mini wheats all like, the time. Well, I'm going to eat this bowl of cereal, and then I'm going to binge watch some Madam Secretary and go to bed. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro. That was my routine. You do you, boo. So here's another <laughs> question inside the Facebook group. Um, what prompted you to decide that this podcast was important to start, and did you uh, know you'd be reaching so many lives by continuing? I can honestly say we had no idea. No stinking clue. Uh, the It started out of a conversation that started at Starbucks. We talked about this over uh, in Rodney Buse, our yeah. friend for the podcast, and what does the Bible said, uh, say we had a... We were a interviewed by him, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we did like a, a, a mashup with them, and uh, I don't remember... When that was, that was a while ago. But uh, yeah, we kind of go through the whole story there. Uh, but basically, it was two guys hanging out in uh, Starbucks having a conversation. We're like, hey, maybe other people want to want to hear this conversation. So let's hit the record. And we really just thought it was going to be like the student ministry that would listen to it, and maybe some people from church. And that's what it was for the first couple of months. I think we, we were having like downloads of like, oh, this week we got thirty downloads, and we were like, this is awesome, thirty downloads. That was crazy. And now, like, a normal day is right around a 1,000 downloads. So uh, definitely a different stance that uh, the Lord has, has brought to this podcast. Uh, we never had any idea that it would reach globally what it has. So I'm trying to find it, and... I don't know. We'd have to talk to Busey. I'd have to talk with, with Busey, unless they switched it. Because I know for Water's Edge Church, they redid how they was, were doing no, their was, podcast, You too. know what, though? Was it on coffee time with... Did we do the coffee time? I think so. I think it was on a Saturday or something. I think it was... Oh, no, no, no. We did it. I don't remember. But either way, we, we were interviewed. Time. So, Rodney, if you're listening, we got to get that link. Because we got to figure out... Or I don't think we dropped it on our show, did we? I don't know. Yes, I think we but, did. But to answer Maybe the question, I mean, when we first started, yeah, we were just like, let's just do this thing and see what happens. Yeah. We were excited for 30 people. Now, I will say, because, you know, we, I'm going to bring this conversation back in because you know me, hyperfixation, um, with, with um, mm -hmm. his podcasting through Sunday School. Now, some of this was also designed to be around the teaching ministry of Southside, too. 
Right. But like I said, it was it was more meant for maybe a couple people at church, but mostly for the youth ministry is what we were thinking of. Hey, yeah, let's youth get college. This. Yeah. So at the time you were the youth pastor at Southside. And so we were just like, hey, maybe we can use this as a teaching tool, uh, extracurricular. But it was supposed to be a part of the teaching ministry of Southside as a new trying to ideas of Sunday school yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And because of it, we've actually seen someone say baptize and join yeah. the Southside Baptist Church. Like that cool got the video that? on my phone of, of one of our listeners. Uh, who came to the church. Which so is just so cool. cool. So um, another question. This one was interesting. Okay. This one is, uh, what is, oh, here, here's, what are your thoughts on Bluey? I have a lot of friends who don't let their kids watch it. It's strange to me, but they say it's actually, but they say it's actually a really good show. I don't think you read that right. They don't let them. I thought they did. They, they don't have kids, but they watch it. I thought is what it said. Oh, no, 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 no. Thoughts on Bluey. I have a lot of friends who don't have kids who watch it. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, there's, so, there's, so they don't so have they kids, w- but they watch yeah. it. So, so what's your thoughts on Bluey? So this household, the Fuller household, is a huge Bluey fan. So are the Hydes. Uh, the the stories, the um, uh, the related, relatability, I guess, would be a good word for it. Um, the life lessons that are taught in, in, in Bluey. It's like OG, are, Mr. Rogers. It's like Mr. Rogers, but cartoony and a little bit more modern. Uh, but it's not Daniel Tiger. But it's not. No, it's not Daniel love Tiger. Love me some Daniel Tiger. But I do like Daniel Tiger. But no, I think Bluey is great. I think it's awesome. I love Bandit. Uh, I wish that I could be Bandit. He's like, He's the stay. He's got a job. He's an archaeologist. If you ever knew that, nope. I, don't, I don't know if you picked those. I don't really watch him. it that much. I just know the kids love it. And so Beth there, there's some details the of his office where you can kind of see some like historical stuff. And I'm like, I wonder if he's an archaeologist. So I looked it up one day, and he actually he is, sure is an archaeologist. So, but he's at home a lot, and so he does a lot with his girls, his kids, Bluey and Bingo. Uh, I work from home, man. I don't and, come in my office. Like. And th- they do a lot of playing and all this stuff. And the mom, they're like, both parents are really involved. They love each but other. But I have heard some pushback on Bluey, though, about in regards to, A, the kids are very, 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 very whiny. Uh, they, I've heard that. They can be, but the reason, okay, so Bluey was originally not made for kids. It was made for really? adults. It was originally an adult show. They made for adults. Hmm. But the kids loved it. So it was those. It was supposed to be like those kids are really whiny, and it was helping parents see how to relate better to their kids ah. in a healthier environment. Is how it was originally supposed to go, and so how the how Bandit and how uh, Chili deal with Bluey and Bingo is more showing like how uh, a more healthy way to talk with and deal with your children in those instances. I think the one thing I struggle with it though is the fact of every episode, their mom and dad are always playing with them at all times. And especially when I, and I work from home. Unrealistic. unrealistic. It's yeah. unrealistic. And yeah. I work from home. So they could be like, are you done with work yet, Dad? No, it's 11 a.m. I just came up for an apple. But they're not showing like the entire day either. They're showing exactly. snippets throughout the day or different scenes throughout the week. Um, but long story short, we hear for we hear for some Bluey. Uh, I'm all f- for the life lessons that are in Bluey. So. Okay. Well, one more question and then we got to get moving Just on. Just one? Yeah, we got... Dude, Dang, we're out. so good. Okay, we're here's a good one. And a half minutes. Uh, this one's from Kiera. She says, what was the moment you had your first... Wow. God really is real thought, or was it more just an overtime type of thing? When did you have your first like, whoa, God's what's up? I would like, he's real. I would say it was for me, anyways. It wasn't really a a moment, but a, a lifetime of little moments. Okay, with some. Big I mean, we moments also in between. we also were raised someone in the church. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I mean, to me, now, I don't say someone. That's not true, but like, but, but we were raised like we weren't like. 
quote unquote pagans who became saved in our late twenties. Like yeah. we, we were always around Christianity. I mean, the biggest wow moment for me is is hitting the lowest of the low in my life, and that was, uh, you know, I'm losing my house. I'm sitting with a sinus infection, bronchitis, and two pink eyes. Losing my apartment oh, because my little brother and me weren't, he didn't pay the rent. I gave him my half of the rent and he never paid it for like three or four months. So we were Jeez. getting evicted. Uh, didn't have any Call place to brother go. Out. Didn't have, yeah, sorry, Zach. I, I love you, buddy. That <laughs> he wasn't, just dropped his name. That wasn't, that wasn't meant as Oops. bad towards you. Uh, Zach's a good dude. So, uh, but facts are facts. Uh, but during all this, uh, like, I heard, I turned on the TV. And like a sermon came on and I don't remember, I think it was, he was talking about ex, the Exodus and I don't remember exactly what part of the Exodus he was talking about, but I remember thinking it was John Hagee actually, which I, now I don't even listen to John Hagee. Is. He's in the old school, uh, four blood moons. You ever heard that book, the four blood moons? Uh, I don't really, now that I've gone into theology a lot more, I don't agree with a lot of his stances on but things. That's who but at that on. time, man, that's it was like, it, was it like hit me like a brick of rocks. That was like the biggest aha moment. Um, and at that time, Janiel had already been praying for me because we were dating and I wasn't living right. But yeah, that was like, if I had to say the biggest, biggest aha moment, that would be it. But there was a lot of aha moments along the way that showed that God was real for me. You know, when I look back, I mean, it's one of those hindsight's 2020. We can see God working in so many different ways. Sure. You know, going back to episode one, does your past determine your future? Yeah. Uh, I still think we need to revisit that episode, man, because it's been a lot that's happened in the last few years. Like um, a recap. Yeah. Up, up to date episode. Um, but, you know, I look back and it's like I remember being 16 at. Um, at a revival fest, at a revival fest, revival, yep. and it was a uh, it, it was farm fest. It was for teenagers, and I mm. remember saying, "Whatever God wants to do with my life, I'm all in." Mm. Like, like I, I let's like, for lack of a better word, screw it. I'm going all in. Like that's that's. I remember having that feeling when I was like 16 and answering the call to not call to ministry because uh, that but wasn't the call. call. The call was is you don't care what it's going to look like. You're following Jesus with your life in terms of. Voc- vocationally or whatever it is, I said, yeah, I'm in. It wasn't It wasn't right. a salvation baptism call. It was more of just a, I'm com- becoming an adult. It's time to step up and, you know, sure. when I became a man, it's time to be a man type thing. Put away and then, childish things. And that's when I just started looking into Bible colleges and becoming a, wanting to become a pastor and all the different things. And Which was a calling for your life, yeah. not a calling for everybody's life. Yeah, that's yeah. just, that's just sure. the route that I was able to take. Yeah. And cool. then I remember there was a specific time, though, in Bible college Man, I this this thought just came up to my head just a second ago. Where I don't remember what it was about, but I remember being in my dorm room by myself, freshman year, with my my good old New King James. I bought that King Bible Jimmy. intentionally to go to college with a fresh Bible because you know there's nothing better. I than did a the fresh same Bible. thing at PCC. I had a fresh Bible going in. <laughs> I've still New got King it somewhere James. over there. I think I got rid of mine. Uh, maybe maybe it's not much. I had way too many Bibles and I had to get rid of some. Um, I think I had like eight. And so, but I remember, you know, I highlighted the snot out of James sure. and First John and First Peter and oh, then Second yeah. John and mine Colossians, mine's and Psalms, all over the all. <laughs> and that's where I love. I mean, sure. I, I talk about the epistles all the time on this yeah, show. Right. I love them. And I remember breaking down, and I'm like, this is not. If if you know me, this is not in my nature. I remember breaking down, crying, and falling on my knees. And just being like, all right, God, like, I, I don't remember, I don't remember the thoughts. I don't remember the prayer. 
I just remember going the fact of the surrender, the surrender of this is what's up. This is where we're going. Let's let's it, it was another like, all right, God, you're real. Let's do this. It was a let's go. <laughs> yep. And then I think there's been a lot of other small moments, sure. uh, especially with the 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 life circumstance and, and, and hand that I was dealt and being able to interview Beth and yeah. being able to marry her and seeing all the different things and you know, just because things are good and a blessing doesn't make it easy. Cause right now we're going through a crap load of hard with, with kids Everything coming in gone. and kids yeah, that right. we already have. Sure. And it, it's hard, but I, I, I would say if I ever had the first, like, wow, God is really like, he's real moment. It's the only time I felt it in the actual moment, I would say was that call to following Jesus, whatever calling he had in my life when I was 16. And the other one, when I was probably about 18 or 19 freshman year of college. Those were the nice. two where I'm like, holy crap, God's real. Let's get after it. Let's get it. Let's do something. Well, that was the podcast for the day. So there you go. That was a good one, man. But today, <laughs> good, man. I, like I, I don't know how to say. Oh, we, well, we here's our, the thing, right? So today we're drinking. I'll say, man, I feel I good. That was an emotional little conversation. I don't really want to move on from it, but no. we, we kind of have dude, to. We can make a whole conversation out of this. Should we do it? No. Should we do it? No. Oh, okay. We're Maybe they come next time. Well, you know what? This is good content for next week. Sorry, Kira. Maybe we'll have a new re- episode for you next time. Well, not next week, but the week after, maybe. Yeah. You know, that's what maybe. I'm thinking. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll revisit it. So, but tonight we're drinking a Guatemalan yes. from Costco. Which is, okay, well, first off, pause. Last Costco. week's coffee sucked. Yeah, the the power that, coffee. No, that crap was awful. <laughs> that was, yeah, Janiel, you do not owe me a bag of M&M's, even though you ate all of my M&M's that we featured <laughs> last time we recorded, because I just wasted your $3 on whatever that stupid drink was that Fuller bought, and that's you saw right. another full one in your fridge. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's for her to try, so we'll, we'll get her Make her try it, it before we talk about it. Ooh. Okay. Because then she'll be like, I want to try this. You guys are trying to set me yeah, up for something gross. Yeah, like yeah. I can see, actually see your head going. Ugh. Well, then we can't mention it tonight because she won't oh, drink crap. it tonight because it'll be too late, but I'll have her drink it tomorrow. Yep. Just say we have opinions. But maybe, we want you to try maybe she'll let me take a video when she's trying it. Don't no, don't ask permission. It's easier to seek forgiveness than permission, Fuller. So just do it. That's true. All but, right. But either way, so, so so last week we had some crab coffee. Yeah. We we're like, we're gonna fix this. We'll get some real good so. stuff. And so first off, Guatemalan is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's one of mine too. But this is from Costco. From Costco, I was a little Which nervous. Weird. I have not had a chance with everything that's going on to do any type of roasting recently for the, like the past three months. And so we've been buying store-bought coffee, and it's always you gotta do what you gotta do, man. It's always a bear to find a coffee that I actually enjoy. But so I was like, well, we're gonna try this tonight, and so I broke it out, and we made it up, and it's like, oh, oh, this isn't bad for store-bought coffee. So yeah, it's their Guatemalan blend from Costco. And either this is okay. So either this is a amazing cup of coffee, or the other stuff was so so bad bad (laughs) that this just tastes like an angel in a cup. Right? I don't know, man. Angel yeah. in a cup? That sounds really weird. Can I rephrase that? No. Angel like an in angel a cup. Angel gave me well, coffee in a cup. We should make a shirt now. I'm just an angel in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That but but either weird. way, so so this coffee, I'm drinking my Notre Dame Go Irish, Fight uh, Irish I've cup. I've got our Engetti Music Fest coffee cup. Which, sign up, baby. We're going to be back. Oh, hopefully Which we'll is, be back. It's going to be the Revive Fest now. It's no longer called. It, it's Which for, I'm here formally for the known name. as Engetti. I am here for the new name. But I'm glad we got in it just enough time to make a cup like this right before they changed the name. Legendary. But so we're drinking some good coffee, not that junk from last time. Mm. Um, there was an interesting group in the conversation in Facebook about like, what's your top coffees? And I had store-bought coffee and caribou was one of all time. My favorite store-bought. You hate caribou. Uh, uh, that's all he used to drink is caribou coffee. We back, Beth, and I, Beth and I went to caribou the other day intentionally out of the way because I wanted a cup and it was still, it was a dang good cup. I love me some caribou. They sell a travel mug with a flask attachment now. 
a caribou. That, that's terrible. That's how bad it, the coffee is. You got to put liquor in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I texted my buddy who's who's from Minnesota. I'm like, so is this what y'all do in Minnesota? You guys just have a flash of coffee? He goes, dude, winters are hard up here, bro. Yeah. We got to get through somehow. And I'm like, dude, that's hilarious. Terrible coffee. And, and he's a fellow and youth whiskey. pastor, so it makes it even funnier. But either way, we're drinking some good coffee. None of that other junk, man. And yeah. we've had some good conversations where the 20 minute marks, we got to read the review and we got to get into this conversation because this was asked to yeah. us to answer on yes. the podcast. Yes. So the, uh, I'll go ahead and read it so you can get ready and, and save your voice a little bit. Yeah, do your neck crack thing and, you know, everything else. Go adjust the camera if you need to. Wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> so today it's a five-star review. It's called New Christian from Pluhisbu. Pluhisbu. P-L-E-U-H-S-B. Pluhisbu. Plu South Bay? Pluhisbu. I like Pluhisbu better. All right, so here we go. You guys are amazing. I always thought I was a Christian until I actually gave my life to Christ nine months ago. You guys helped me with my life and how to be a Christian in today's world. Y'all hit topics that I have wondered how to react in the real world. Sweet. Well, that's awesome, man. That's just cool. Please, please reach out to us with your name and address because you have a little mini swag bag coming to you for leaving a review, and we appreciate you and your review. And if you have not already left a review in the Apple Podcast or on Spotify or on YouTube or on any of the places, Facebook, whatever. Do that. that. You need to do that. You can leave reviews on Facebook, guys. If you really like the show, if you think we have biblical truth, yep. It's a good way to help that truth get into the ears of other listeners. Or if you feel guilted by us asking so much. Well, we ask every episode. So, yeah, if you haven't already, please, please, please uh, uh, do that because it helps the algorithms and helps us get into the ears of new listeners just like you. Yep, and before moving on, public service announcement. Um, (laughs) Beth, my brother-in-law Joe, and my sister Amanda, stop texting in the group chat because my iPad is going nuts. Get your own group chat. What they they can't hear. See, look, Beth just texting again. But they can't hear you, bro. Well, Joe will hear this in like three months and he'll be like, sorry, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's set this up, bro. Because now you just like we, we See, had a, there's Amanda. We had we had a good flow going into the topic, and now you just took a hard, sharp right turn. That's true. Hold on. Airplane mode. Where's airplane mode? Do I not have airplane? There it is. Like I'm blind as a bat. <laughs> All right, so airplane mode's off or on. We're good to go. Okay, so this conversation was actually brought to us from a listener, and this was the exact quote of the question of how or what's the difference between righteous and unrighteous anger, which instantly sets a uh, – what's the the word I'm looking for? It sets the the framework of not even just stating that there is such a thing as righteous or unrighteous anger, but I think there's an even question behind the question of is there such a thing? as righteous anger Mm. because in the Bible we read, and this is the primary passage that we talk about in the verse that most people will think about where it says, be angry, but don't sin. You know, coming out of the apostle Paul, we read that passage where it says, be angry and don't sin. There's also the passage where Paul takes it from, uh, I don't know if I wrote it down or not, but he takes it from the the book of Psalms actually, where David actually writes this down, where he talks about be angry and don't sin. But then the apostle Paul continues on and says, don't let the sun go down in your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Ah. And so when we see this passage, we see two different truths. Okay. One, we see the fact of when you're angry, don't sin. Like, that's just ground rule number one. Yep. If you're angry, don't sin. However, there is the unique little allowance here where it says, be angry and don't sin. So the question that I think that, that we're wrestling with is, is how can we be angry and not sin? Sure. And then just the question of how does that work 
And how do we deal with anger in such a way where if we do get angry, how do we not sin? And is there such things that we, is it's okay to actually be angry about? And so to understand the passage in its context, which is what we like to do all the yeah, time. Yeah. You didn't read the show notes. Bro, nope, I, I got the whole thing chapter making, written out, I was out, just bro. making sure that we were going to read it in context, and in fact, man. normally when, when I do my show notes, just fun fact, um, I normally don't use a physical printed Bible. I'm usually like, because it's easier just to copy paste it from the internet. Yeah. Like it's well, a lot easier. That's, I, do, I go to the um, the Bible Hub or, I go Bible, to Bible, Gateway. or Bible Gateway and go CSB. And then you just, you can look at it all in context and just highlight and paste that's what i do both the time like you and i like you know as we're studying the scriptures we'll have verses that come to mind and it's like oh shoot we type that in. it's like i don't remember the references so yeah. boop, we yeah. find it real fast right you know yep. read the context copy paste we're good to go but this one i'm like nope i gotta get the whole context yeah and i even wanted to see the entire pericope so i i busted out not my csb i busted out my hcsb my holy oh, christian standard. old school you know why it was right next to me, and my CSB's upstairs. Because you like it better? Uh, no, it's actually it's bigger print. It was. I used to joke that that was my teaching Bible because the print. Uh, I intentionally bought a Bible with bigger print so I can see it from farther away. Gotcha, gotcha. It's not gotcha. like old lady print. It's more like middle aged print. How about that? All right, all it, right. It's for you, Jim. It's a print for you. <laughs> all right. Anyways, let's read <laughs> so, this so in context. I'm here. a little hyper now since I've had real coffee and my cup's gone. Uh, but Ephesians, we're gonna read a whole lot of scripture to get the context around the idea of. Be angry and do not sin. So starting in Ephesians 4, 17, we're going to read all the way through chapter 5, verse 2. Sound good? Sounds good. Here we go. Therefore, I say this, speaking of Paul, therefore, I say this and testify in the Lord. You should no longer walk as Gentiles do in the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. But that is not how you came to know Christ, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him as the truth in Jesus to take off the former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of the truth. Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor because we are all uh, because we are members of one another be angry and don't sin don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity let no thief no longer steal instead he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need no foul language to come out of your mouth but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear and don't grieve God's holy spirit you were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, wrath, shouting, and slander be removed from you along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God forgave you in Christ. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. Verse 2, and walk in love so that Christ also loved us and gave himself for us a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. You whipped up your Bible. That means you're thinking about something. Uh, you know me. I'm always thinking. So but should I continue, continue or wait? Continue on. I'm just looking at for my own reference. Okay, right so now. so part of last week's episode, we talked about false teachers and the fact that they don't always exegete the scripture well and try to break the passage down to make sure we see what the Bible is actually saying. So today, we going to break this passage down, all right? This is almost like sermon style, all right? So we're going to break down this passage to help us understand what is going on in this passage, and then we'll talk about where else does it talk about anger in the Bible, and then what should we do with all of this? So just real fast, why, why, before we get into that, yep, 
Psalms four five is what Paul. Psalm four was five. Thank you. That. Okay. Yep, so and now, what does that say? Do you have it? Uh, I don't, but I can pull it up. Oh man, I, I thought you was ready. No, no, I was not ready. Whoops. Do, 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 Psalm four CSB five says. Well, we'll do four. It says be angry and do not. Oh, whoa, it just updated on me. Uh, it's called sorry. cumulative layout shift. Let's go. Does let's go like to that. one. Let's go to one, and we'll read. Yeah, did one I read it. Right. Yep. So it says, answer me when I call God, who vindicates me, who uh, you freed me from affliction. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, exalted ones, will my honor be insulted? How long will you love what is worthless and pursue a lie? Say la. Know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Reflect in your heart while on your bed. And be silent, say la. Offer sacrifices in righteousness and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, how can we show, uh, how, or who can show us anything good? Let the light of your face shine on us, Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they that have the grain and new wine abound. I will both lie and sleep in peace for you alone, Lord. Make me, me live in safety. So, 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 so when the Apostle Paul wrote, be angry and don't sin, he's taking that directly he's quoting, from David. So, yeah, he's quoting that from Psalms 4. Which is interesting because you see the title of Psalm 4. It says a, a, a nighttime prayer, I think is what it says, a nightly uh, prayer of David. It says, for the choir director with stringed no, instruments, a night prayer, the Psalm of David. And so as David, this is a night prayer to think about when you're going down and laying sleep. It's the fact of be angry yet don't sin. The Apostle Paul then adds, and don't even let the sun which is talking no about he's, they're lying in their, you know, David saying he's lying in the peace of God. I think that's probably a reference yep. to and that. And so, so part of understanding the Bible is not just looking at one verse and going from there, but we got to understand all the things that are going on in context. Sure. So when you look at this whole specific, specific passage from Ephesians 4, 17 through 5, 2, we can see that Christians are called to live a different life. Although we are Christians, we are called to do the hard work, though, of taking off the old self. So as Christians, we're called to live differently. We're called to live set apart yep. in, in terms of our actions, in terms of how we talk about people and the words that we use and how we respond to people. And if we do cause someone to sin, we are supposed to forgive. If someone sins against us or we sin against each other, we're supposed to forgive one another in the same way that Christ forgave us. So Christians off the bat are supposed to live their lives in such a unique way that is different than everybody else. Although it still is a struggle to pull off the old man. Right. Because it talks about the fact of, uh, where does it talk about the old man? Um, here it goes. To, uh, but this is how you came to know Christ, assuming you heard about him, verse 21, and were taught by him as the truth in Jesus Christ, to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self. So there's a level of, there's the old self that would take off, we have to put on the new self, but let's be honest, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's definitely. a struggle to keep Heck on yeah, keep is. on the new self, and then the question then becomes: Okay, so Christians are called to live a different life. So, what type of different life are Christians supposed to call? And in the passage that talks about, we're supposed to put away lying and speak the truth. Yep, like speak the truth, stop lying. Number two is be angry and don't sin, and don't even 
Um, let it go into tomorrow. That's what the, don't let the sun set on your wrath means. Be, take care of the ra- or take care of the take care of the before. take care of the like before you fall asleep. Yep, like before right. before the day is even done. Yep. Another one is don't steal, but actually work hard. Yep. And be and it even talks about not even just work hard, but so that way you have something to show for your work that you be proud of, so you can give as needed. Sure. To be generous with that. Another one is only speak words that build other people up. And the other one is the removing of bitterness, anger, wrath, shouting, and slander. So it sounds like live righteously and holy. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. And so right? that's what a Christian is called to do. Right. And so before we even move on, oh, oh, Pastor Mark's coming out. My question is, is when people look at your life, do they see you as different than everybody else? Or do you blend in with the crowd in such a way where, you know, a lot of Christians, I think, blend into the crowd because we're just quite reserved and we do what we need to do. Sure. But not just blend in, but more the fact of if all your buddies look around and be like, you know, I don't know if that guy's any different. I don't know if Bill's really any different than us. I mean, sure, he goes to church. Sure, he does whatever. Sure, he does what he's supposed to do. But, right. you know, he's still, he's still a homie. There ain't no different. Or it's like... Does your life go against the current? Yeah. And and not in such a way where you're trying to be a weird Amish person. No. But just in such a way where you are forgiving people. You're being right. kind with your words. Yep. You're not tearing people down. You're you're actually confessing you're your sins stealing. if you hurt somebody. You're not sinning when you're angry. You're not lying. You're, you're doing all these things right. Yeah, definitely. So here's a fun question then, okay? So coming out of this passage, why would Paul say, be angry but don't sin, but then instantly say, put away the anger? Because at the beginning of this passage, it talks about be angry and don't sin. But at the very end here in, um, I want to get that verse, make sure I got it right. Um, do, 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 says put away. 425. Is that it? Near the end of 25 or 26. No, here we go. Uh, verse 31, let all oh, bitterness, okay. yeah. anger, wrath, shouting, slander be removed from you. Sure. So in the one token, the apostle Paul says, be angry, don't sin. But then he says, stop it, put it away. Sure. Don't be angry anymore. So how could he say, you can be angry, but don't sin, but make sure you put anger away. Isn't that kind of a contradiction in terms here? Well, do you want me to give my opinion now or, or, cause I didn't read the show notes on this one. So this is go for it. Give me your all opinion. Right, so my fuller opinion time. Shit in the gear. <laughs> Thus say it's the fuller. Thus say it the fuller <laughs> in light of our last episode. <laughs> uh, that sounded like a weird off brand Mario. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, uh, what is that? The Mexican version. Oh, donde está? <laughs> We're white. We can't do yeah. that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe's Italian. What's up, Joe? Anyways, <laughs> You got to do it like this. You got to talk with your hands. Sorry. Anyways, uh, uh, my opinion of this is um, what's the difference if you see a beautiful woman walk by and your mind looks and then you go, no, and you don't dwell on it. But you you see something beautiful and then you turn away from it real fast. Okay. Where's the sin? There isn't one. Okay. Now, what if I stared at the beautiful woman and just stared and then started getting into that thoughts? Went, mm, yum. Okay. So I think probably that, not. I think that yeah, probably probably sitting probably with, not with a little idea. lust right there, right? A little bit of lust. So and I, we know what Jesus says about that. I think in a moment of fire out, ah, like oh, I'm angry, and then you're like, no, I shouldn't be angry. I think you're not dwelling upon the sin, right? I think it becomes sin when you continue to dwell on it and you're just pounding it in and you're just like, just, just, but if you like catch yourself, 
I think that's where it's like be angry but sin not, right? So right. I got angry, but then I'm like, no, I got to rein myself in. I can't act this All way. All right, so I'm going to put a pin in that. Boop. Boop. We're going to put a pin in it because we're going to bring that back out and then maybe talk about what happens if we let anger, wrath, and bitterness ah. reign in our lives. What happens to us then? So moving on, because if this was the only passage we had talking about anger, we could figure True. out what to do with it. But the Bible has a lot of other passages regarding about anger. And yep. what's wild is um, the uh, Solomon, the wisest man ever to live, even though he had a whole bunch of wives uh, and concubines. And that's probably not a good idea. We probably should listen to our sister wives episode, Solomon. You probably should have done that before you did that. But he has a lot to say about anger as well. So, sure. but we're going to start and just, we're going to start in book of James and then just hit a bunch of other verses that talk Go about specifically with anger. So sure. James 1, 19 through 20 says this, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Right. Proverbs 29, 11 says fools give full vent to their rage, to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. Ecclesiastes 7, 9, don't let your spirit rush to get angry for anger abides in the heart of fools. Don't pity the fool because they full of anger. Right, Proverbs 15, 18, a hot tempered person stirs up the conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Colossians 3, 8 echoes what we've already read in Ephesians 4, where Paul says, but you, uh, but you, uh, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And then Matthew 5, going back to the Sermon on the Mount, um, what, what, what do they call that in the chosen? The, his sermon. His sermon. Yeah. Jesus' sermon. Matthew 5, 21 to 26, he says, You have heard it, sir, that it was said to our ancestors, don't murder, and whoever murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Whoever insults his brother or sister will be subject to the court. Whoever says, you fool, will be subject to hellfire. So if you are offering a gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift, which was super cool to see Andrew and, uh, and, and Mary with that scene after Jesus talking about that. So, I loved so, it. So, so, so I cool. I loved it. Now uh, it continues. It says, uh, reach a settlement quickly with your adversary or adversary, uh, adversary, no adversary, adversary, while you are on your way with him to the court or your adversary will hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer and you'll be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. I mean, the biggest thing is more the fact of just reconcile yourself. That's what sure. Jesus talked about is, is in, in the midst of all of this, don't let anger stir up and do all these different things that you fool because you're going to end up looking like a fool in the end. Be reconciled and do what you got to do in that. And then to finish with Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 29 says, whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick tempered displays folly. Mm. So here's the question. I'm going to unpin you. What do we do with all of this? Ah. Uh. What do we do with all this, boss? We we read it. <laughs> no, I think uh, it goes back into what I was going to continue to say of in that moment of a quick anger, but catching myself. Uh, I don't think you're sinning, but I think you are displaying folly, as Proverbs says, because you're quick tempered, mm-hmm. which is something that I think the sanctification process that we go through as we continue to walk with Christ and the Holy Spirit continues to change our hearts through prayer, through meditation, through scripture reading, through being together with brothers and sisters, that that slowly gets changed. But I think as human beings, we're naturally triggered by things, right? But it's what do we do with that? Do we dwell on it? Do we continue to, to, to reign with anger? Um, I think of my, my kids, right? 
there's times I get angry, right? <laughs> yeah. If you don't get angry at your kids, you ain't a parent. Yeah, yeah. So you get angry, but then it's acceptable. But then you catch yourself and you feel terrible about how angry you got, right? I think that's a good thing, right? And a lot of times, I mean, I, there's also the question of why are you angry? A right. lot of times we get angry if people do things about us because it's our own pride that gets hurt or we get super angry because someone does something against us that we just don't like. Sometimes we're angry because of outside circumstances that are outside of our control. So we just lash out in whatever way we're sure. supposed to do. And none of those ways are good because, I mean, even it's all over Proverbs, the fact of, um, yeah, if you got rage and anger, fools Yep. Fools give it the time of day. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there, there is a there is a thing there that if you are angry and you're angry often, that you're considered a fool. And, uh, uh, yeah, you got some work to do, bro. And so when we're talking about, like, unrighteous anger, a lot of times when someone does something against us, I mean, dude, I've watched injustice. Like, okay, so I had to go. I can talk about this a little bit. So I had to go to jury duty, right? Yep. The only reason why I had to go to jury duty was because two people got mad and let their anger get way out of control and a weapon got pulled out and it just got crazy. Sure. And literally it was all that needed to be done was people just had to calm themselves. And people just calmed themselves and went, check yourself okay. before you wreck yourself. That person was a jerk. That person, you know, did a terrible yeah, move. Right. We're both idiots. My bad, you're bad, whatever, but it's just it is what it is. I'm not starting to fight. Somebody would not have been told, like, you know, guilty or... Well, actually, we can say he was deemed guilty because he let road rage get the best of him. Right. We watched road rage, Beth and I, one time where, like, a dude almost drove a guy into, like, the middle of, like, uh, they were they, they were trying to... Like, they were racing. You could tell they were mad and trying to get off an exit. And it looked like one person was trying to drive the other person into the wall in the median. And it's just like, yeah. why? You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt everybody else around you. And I think that's a good example of when we let our anger go untapped. And... and, and to be honest with you, anger was an, a struggle that I dealt with a lot as a kid. Sure. And a lot as, uh, I would say, a young teen. Hey, your bro did and, anger management as a kid, so I get it. Yeah, but and, and I thought I was over my anger issues. But now, dealing with a lot of the junk that I have been dealing with, you know, my I, I'm like, man, I got a long way to go, specifically with my anger. Sure. And sometimes the, 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 the person who gets the brunt of my anger, no matter which person it is, they they didn't do anything to deserve that that, right. that type of anger. In fact, it, if it was the kid, it's like you know I gotta apologize for lashing out. If sure. it was Beth, I gotta apologize for you know saying a jerk comment off the, off the off the cuff because I was just angry and I was just upset. Right. Or you know all these different things. So I do think there's a level of understanding of you know you gotta catch being yourself. angry, right. inventing, and it talks about you know a fool gives vent to their rage. Don't let your spirit rush to get angry because it buys on the heart of a fool. If you're hot tempered, you're going to stir up conflict. A lot of times, we bring our own. I'm going to use the word calamity. Sure. And we we, we we bring calamity upon ourselves, which then puts us into even more danger. And it's like the classic schoolyard thing, where it's sure. like it's not the first person that gets in trouble; it's the person that makes the response that gets in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, uh, is there uh, you know appropriate ways to to um, handle being angry at people and? And then our actions. I'm yeah. Jump I mean, you're asking, normally I ask you the tough questions, I man. And I asking me, you know, I think there's a level of asking the question of what are you angry about? Why are you angry about it? And what sure. caused that anger? Cause yeah. I do think there are different levels of anger. There's angers where if you hurt my pride and my ego, there's anger where if you hurt my kids, there's anger if you hurt my friends, or there's anger if you do an injustice towards my wife. Yeah. There's, there's, I think there's different types of anger and different levels of anger. And we have to first understand why we're angry and what we're angry about. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of times if we're angry because someone has done something to us, that's an initial gut response of, 
you did this and that made me angry. Sure. But, you know, I think it's the same idea of like, like, like what you said, um, you know, somebody can, like, 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 we did the example of, 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 a, of a woman walking down the street and she's just gorgeous. Yeah, right. Right. Like, uh, it's not a sin for her to look that way. It's a look, it's a sin for us to look at her and go, mm, yeah, and start lusting. Right. right. Like yep. that's the right. sin. It's not the sin of like, e- even like, okay, like dry, this is the example I use. Like if you're driving to Chicago um, you're going to see billboards for strip joints and gentlemen's clubs and look, uh, sure. like all the different things. You know, it's one thing to look at that and be like, nope, you know, bounce the eyes, bounce eyes. It's not a sin to look at something because stuff's going to pop up. Things are going to catch the our eye. The sin is when you have no self-control and you just dive in a little bit deeper. Well, you, you dive continue in a little to stare deeper. at it. You start to put heavy thought into it. You start to dwell upon it. That's that's where the sin is. That's where the sin is. And But then uh, we're not talking about that one, but when we go to anger, you know, some of it is the fact of something's going to cause you to get angry. And so many times, I think when we let it fester and boil and we think about it, it just wreaks havoc. And generally, it, at least from my own opinion, uh, or not my own opinion, but from my own life and experience and circumstances, generally, I am more likely to fall into sin if I'm not in a good place in general. Right. Like I'm more angry. Like I'm more quick to get really yep. angry and for lack of a better word, really pissy if I'm not having good days because of you can't say that word. Oh, I can't. I'm sorry. Ticked off. Um, you can't say that word. It said so. No, it just says so no. It doesn't say anything that is builds up. Yeah, look at that in context, boss. Huh? But 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 at the end of the day, with this idea, is the fact of if I'm not in a good place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I'm more likely to act out in sin because of what was done against me. So we can't control no foul language come out of your mouth, but only Boo. what is good for building up. Was that good for building up? Mm-hmm. No, because I'm about to drop a tooth bomb. You can't use that word and say, "Yeah, I use that word to build up." Come on now. <laughs> yes, I can. So, you but lying to yourself, bro. Yeah, but anywho, but so so with this, you know, some of the times the fact of if someone sins against me or someone sins against something, sure. The question is, is you know, that's what their choice is, but how do I respond out of that? I think that's what a lot of it goes down to. So mm-hmm. is there such a thing as righteous anger and unrighteous anger? I think unrighteous anger takes what people do, and then we respond in such a way where it goes back to over here where it talks about a lying tongue and cutting down people with our words and being unkind with our hands and, and being, you know, whatever we want to do to put people back in their place because our egos were hurt or our, our feelings were hurt or these different things, and we just lash I think it's the lashing out that's a sin. Hmm. I think it's just That's a lot of spitballing. It's I think it's leaving anger unchecked, right? Okay. Because there is there is righteous anger, in my opinion. There's righteous anger and there's unrighteous anger. And unrighteous anger is anything that has hurt my ego or I think is unjust or it's it's all about my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And I think righteous anger is like um the anger in the in the sense of I'm angry at sin. Right, and I think that angry because it aligns with God's anger towards sin, and towards uh, the the things that go against God. We'll go down that trail because if we're supposed to be following Jesus and and, and have the same mind of Christ, and we see God getting angry about certain things, is that acceptable for us to get angry about? Well, I think there's it's acceptable in in the correct context of of being angry about it, right? So okay. I'm angry at the injustice of, um racism right as it should if i'm if i'm if i'm angry about racism racism i'm i think that's a righteous anger right mm-hmm. i think it's a righteous anger to be be angry at the at the racist things that happen i think it starts 
turning into unrighteous anger when I start thinking about I'm going to hurt somebody because of it. I'm going to do something, you know, outside of the law, unloving, unkind as a retribution because that person or that system is doing that outside of the righteous way to deal with it, which is to go and speak the truth in love and to deal with it in the ways that God would have us deal with it, right? We can't forsake the rest of Scripture because we go, well, God's angry at that injustice too. No, we have to fall in line with the Scripture and the way we're supposed to deal with it as Christians, right? That's when we run for run for office, right? Get into politics and things and, 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 and try to change it through the laws aspect. Um, you know, if we see a social injustice of racism, Hey, we got laws that already protect against that. You call the police in that instance, you know, the, the, there's, there's things that we can do that I think, but are what still if that's that. not good enough? What if that doesn't judge? Because, you know, we can talk about, you know, you, you look throughout all of history, anytime a law or a thing has been changed, it's because people were willing to step up and go against what the law said. Slavery, um, you know, like, well, like go, we have slaves and people went against that and, goes, and, and we had people who were fleeing slavery, so you're talking about, the North. but you're talking about two different things here. I'm talking about working within the laws we have to deal with that injustice, right? You're talking about laws that go against and make it unjust, right? That's but two different things. What I'm things. saying though, is what if the law isn't good so enough? Then, well, you know what I'm saying? Like we, you know, we have laws to deal with the injustice, sure, but sure. what if the system is already broke? Well, you can't go against the laws of God. Okay. Right. So you, you can't be a vigilante. Sorry, right. it goes against the laws of God. I agree. Right, because you can't hate it to be to hate your brother is to murder. That's what Christ says. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't do that. Christ says to if your brother slaps you on one side of your cheek, you should turn the other side of your cheek. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's ways to do that. We're supposed to speak the truth in love. We're supposed to forgive our enemies. We're supposed to do these things. Right. Love those who don't love us. Love those and bless those who persecute us. Pray for those. There's things that we do, right, that are in the laws of God. And anything outside of that would be against the laws of God. Right. But, and against the teachings of Christ. And I agree, but what if it goes against, what if, like, okay, because, you know, there's the classic no human is illegal, and you and I both agree in general. General thing, not America. General, right. In general terms, no, there's not an illegal person. Like, you're a person. You're made in the image of God. You're sure. wholly acceptable and whatnot. Legality but, is only based upon man-made laws of districts of country, which Romans right. 13 says we have to abide by the law of the land. So, right. in a way, we do have to submit to, to that. And, 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 and see, to now a, you're proving my point with slavery. A, of As slavery was legally, like, these people own people. And we should say sure. people should own people. In the laws of the land... The people in the north and in the in in the Underground Railroad, they sure. were going directly against the law. The Jews during the Holocaust, who were hiding in people's homes, the people who were hiding them, Corey Tinboon's family, sure. went against the law. Sure. So, at what point do we say when, yes, it's acceptable to go against the law and completely disobey and disregard it? The laws of the land go against the laws of God. Okay, it's the same instance, mm -hmm. right? But the law of the land to say, hey, unless you come in the correct channels, you can't come into this portion of the world, I don't see how that goes against the laws of God. Mm -hmm. But to say, I'm going to own you and mistreat you and misuse you, that goes against the laws of God. Now I can see going against that law, right? Mm -hmm. So so there is an oh, instance. And, and pause, side but, note, I agree with you. I'm just pressing you. Yeah, no, it. that's fine. <laughs> but we also see Philemon is a whole book written by Paul about Go back. Go back to your master. And it was a letter to the master to accept the slave back, which back as a brother. Again, back I, as a brother, not I, as a slave. I am not I am not trying to defend slavery. I just want to well, make that. It's a whole a different clear context. Point. 
because it was a different context back in that culture in that day and that time period and that's something they dealt with and he was dealing with Paul was dealing with it in the channels in the that same he was way, allowed. It would almost be like me as an employee like like as an employer and I had a employee who ran away and stole money and did all these things and you write me a letter and say, Hey, this person's a brother, welcome them back in, in and, right. and, and let's, he, right. he, he confess, let's figure yeah. this stuff out. Yeah, exactly. That's it's the same, context. same type of context. Right. And yep. so, and so it's working within the system that you're in. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what Paul was doing. Right. That was an acceptable thing. Um, though I see many instances of Paul himself saying he is the servant or the slave of, of Christ. You know, he's comparing himself to that. That's how much of a servant he is. Mm -hmm the context of servanthood was different back then than it is now. Yep. And I will say angered is, I think there is good anger and I think there's bad anger as we talked about. Like the bad anger is I'm angry because you hurt me and not like physically hurt me, but like sure. you just hurt my ego and this, I'm going to get back and uh, vengeance, right? Sure. You talk about that. Yep. Vengeance right. is what's wrong. Right. But I do think every amazing movement in, in, in the human story has to do about being angry over something. Like, like, okay, so um, women care centers were created out of the anger of the injustice for the unborn. injustice for the unborn, sure. and, and 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 like Beth was becoming a foster mom. It right. was the injustice that she saw that just stirred her heart. It's like sure. this is not okay. This is not acceptable. We got to step into the gap and do something about it. Right. Same with like what we do with with supporting different ministries and different organizations. But and Beth didn't go and start building down places. She didn't go burn. She didn't burn on Planned Parenthood. And, and exactly. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that, and I agree. There's where you cross the line. And that's right? vengeance. That's where that's vengeance. Again, where we talked about anger being unright, you know, the quick instant angry, but then it's what you do with that afterwards, whether it becomes a sin or not. Mm -hmm. Same instance here, right? You can be angry about it. I think it's a righteous anger. We should always hate injustice mm -hmm. because God hates injustice. But what do we do about it? God clearly said vengeance is his, right? Yep. He will repay. We can't repay. That's not our place, right? Yes, we're upset about it. But we should only take a, a stance of being upset about it because it violates the laws of God. Mm -hmm. If we take a stance because it violates us or it violates what we think should happen, we could be right, but we could be wrong. I think the only time where it's a righteous anger is if it violates the laws of God and we are in aligning with the anger that God has towards whatever that is. And, and, oh, I turn on airplane mode, so I can't see the Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, there, there is a verse somewhere. I, I don't remember what it was. We're talking about the fact of of, of hating the evil in the world and stuff sure. like that. So, so here's a question though, because this kind of goes to our lens, like we've talked yeah. about before. You, you like the to world, bring in the, the, the worldview world lens. Yep. You know, there there's a lens that a lot of Christians have that get very angry. Specifically, we gonna get politics here. Uh, side note, pause. Um, Beth and I, the more we complain about stuff, we pause and go, <sighs> why are like. Is, is the older you get, the more you have opinions on things. <laughs> but, okay, because, like, I'm thinking about in today's culture, right? Sure. Generally speaking, I would say the right side of 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 the political spectrum gets very angry over gun rights, gets very sure. angry over, obviously, abortion and stuff like that. Sure. Um, angry over taxation. Yep. At what point do we actually say no that's an unrighteous anger like, like in my opinion i'm the type where it's like you know like the laws of the land do say this about gun rights however 
Um, yeah, you can be angry about it and say, no, that's what the Constitution says. But how do you be angry and not sin? Because that's not a grievous injustice on you as a person, mm. you know, or the same idea of the other side where it's the fact of businesses who get a lot of tax breaks and things like that. And, sure. and I see it on both sides of the spectrum where Christians get extremely angry about very heated political sided issues. Yep. So is there such a way of being angry about these issues, but not sinning, or are we able to, are, are those unrighteous angers because we're trying to do something about it? Or is that just how we're wired and we just have to make sure we control our mouths and like what Andy Stanley says, we're not in it to win it. We're not in it to win anything. So I'm asking some big questions. I'm sorry. No. So, uh, you know, it, it, I take the stance of, um, we are here and we have a purpose as Christians, right? And that's to, one, subdue the earth, right? That was the the general mandate given to Adam in the beginning of creation, right? Mm-hmm. Subdue the earth. And then, uh, likewise, Christ gave us a new mandate, which was to go and make disciples, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's our two mandates. And so those mandates and the way those mandates are carried out can can look different, right, than what, what you and I would probably say, we would do right. We, we would think of missions, you know, take care of the widows and the orphans. These are the things that we think about. Some people think about, well, it's the political stance, right? Try on me, it's, baby. it's the, it's the bigger picture of that. If we have these rights established and we have these things, then, then the injustices can't happen. Right. Mm-hmm. If we have abortion laws and we fight for those abortion laws and we're angry about it, we go to the polls, uh, Roe versus Wade could get turned over, which it did, right? Because we put forth the effort for years and years and years into the political sphere. And, uh, you know, people and the injustice of murder happening, well, if people had a right to bear arms and self-defend, maybe the murderer wouldn't murder as much or as many innocent lives because they had a way to defend themselves and protect others. So there's a, there's a different mindset I'm not saying I agree no, or disagree. No, I'm saying there's, but there's anger on both sides. Anger sure. because of the injustice of people getting killed and right. whatnot. And yeah. the injustice of people not being able to defend. Like there's anger on both there, sides. Exactly. And so I think, again, what it comes back to is, yes, you can be angry at the injustice as long as it aligns with the laws of God and God's anger towards sin. But as soon as it becomes a vengeful or a um, thinking and and dwelling upon ill will, towards that person with a different political view in the political stance, mm-hmm. I think you've crossed the line. I think now you're into that unrighteous anger, right? I think of uh, President Joe Biden, right? Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to do for our leaders? Call him Uncle Joe and pray for him. <laughs> pray for him. Thank you. So um, can you, when you're in prayer, how long do you stay angry while you're in prayer? We we see you put it in here. David was angry, pretty dang angry when he, he even was said, praying. God crushed my enemies. Like, right. like whoa. And people would be like, oh, see, it's okay. It's biblical because David said it. And it's like, well, David also had an affair with Bathsheba, but that doesn't mean it makes it right. <laughs> just That's not recommended by RTC. By any just, just, because, nasty. just because David's crying out, God crushed my enemies, doesn't mean that that's what God did. And that was, again, a different circumstance at a different time where God was established a nation. And he was dwelling among that nation. And I think there's there's also a cry for help, too, the fact of God. Like, like I'm being pressed on all sides. God, just do something. Sure. Help me, please. Sure. I feel that. Right. Yeah, no, but but it doesn't mean that it was done or that God said it was right or it was just the, it was a crying out. It was a prayer. It was a look into somebody's prayer life is what mm-hmm. that was, right? It was a crying out. 
uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's what that was. I think sometimes we look at too much of it and be like, well, it's okay because it's in the Bible and David said it. And it's like, eh, well, well, you got to look at some other things David did too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it all goes, again, I, I just keep, I'm going to reiterate myself. It goes back to the righteousness and the laws of God. And, and they're pretty dang clear how we're supposed to treat friends, neighbors, enemies. There's a pretty clear path what we're supposed to do and we have pretty clear mandates on what we're supposed to do and i think depending on what avenue you go into whether it's ministry whether it's just day-to-day blue collar work whether it's white collar business world whether it's political sphere um there's ways to navigate that and there's things to be angry at and there's injustices that happen in each of those careers and it's what do we do as christians towards that do we do we allow our anger to become unrighteous anger mm-hmm. or do we stay aligned with god's anger and though we're angry we sin not because we we apply those laws and those teachings that christ gave to us and and navigate the anger that way so then the, uh, let's let's just end it here with having i mean it's, the, it's gonna be a probably longer end. Uh, we're making the rubber meet the road sure all right so how do we handle being angry at other people's actions like what are things that we should do Practically speaking, application here of other people, you know, either sin against us or their actions just cause us to get welled up with mm. anger for whatever fresh, but for whatever reason, and I don't, I don't care what the reason is, we just get angry about it. Sure. What are practical action steps that we can do? Well, first of all, I want to say I'm preaching in the choir to myself. I know here I'm saying your man, that's why I'm not. <laughs> because I many times at, at work, yeah. I'll get angry at my managers and I harbor on it, and then I sometimes even get a little conniving like well they said to do this and i'm just not gonna do it or mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go do this and then that way i can have an excuse that you know so i'm just as guilty i'm not it's not a holier than thou which we've been accused of before yeah, which I, that's another story i yep. never get that that accusation as much as we say how messed up we are <laughs> but some practical applications i think number one if you become angry the very first thing you should do is look at why you're angry right number one Look at why you're angry. Am I angry because of an injustice being done to me? Or am I angry because of uh, of a injustice that goes against the law of God? Right? That's, I would even say others, too. Like, does it go against me? Does it go against sure, others? But others in what way? Right? And, and so, is it, again, is it, I'm mad at them because they didn't get what they wanted. Well, is that a righteous anger? It could be, it could not be. It depends on the situation, right? So that's, first of all, self-examine, right? Mm-hmm. Examine, does it line up with the laws of God or is it just self-gratification or you think it's wrong that, you know, somebody else didn't get something that they wanted and it could be a good thing or could, again, you got to get case by case. So I would say self-examination. Number two, remember in all things, love, love, love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, it's the greatest thing we are called to do. God, Christ said, there are two commandments I give to you. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love is the epitome of God's laws. And if you are in a place where you're angry and you cannot love, you're in a sinful anger. So, number one, again, I'm going to keep repeating myself. Self-examination. Two, are you loving? If not, it's time to stop being angry. It's time to do some repenting because you're not in, in the right here. You've, you've crossed over into that sin. 
whether that was a justified anger or not, if you can't love in it, you are sinning yourself. So how can you call out the speck in your brother's eye if you got a plank in yours? you got to deal with that. Uh, and, and I would say uh, number three uh, would be, are these people of the world or are these people of the faith? Because you're going to deal with those things differently, right? People of the world, you can't expect anything different. You can't expect them to follow the laws of God. They don't know the laws of God. But people of the faith, people that are, are claiming to be followers of, of Yahweh, there's a different there. This is where it gets back to uh, can we judge others, right? We had an episode on this. We actually did the same. Uh, we did a shortened version of it at Engedi Music Fest. We spoke on it in chapel. Yep. And uh, this is where you got to, again, still speak the truth in love and deal with that issue, right? Because now we, we've we've done the self-examination. We're either doing it in love, doing it in not, so we're either dealing with ourselves or we're moving forward in the dealing of the process. And now we're getting to the dealing part. In a, in a unrighteous person, you have to deal with it according to the laws of the land the best you can. Mm -hmm. And you have to be prepared that they're not going to see it. They're going to continue on, and they are not going to change their ways or change their agenda. Um, In which case, we'll get to number four. Uh, If it is a Christian brother, now you can deal with it and show them the laws of God, right? Why it's wrong in, in that instance. So number four so you've gone, you've approached it, you're trying to work within the whatever laws, either God's laws or or, or, or the laws law of the land. land. Uh, nothing is changing. Now what do you do? You you do whatever you can within God's law to stop it, mm-hmm. right? So if, if a woman's being raped, right? If a woman's being raped, if I have to throw myself on that woman to keep her from being raped and take a beating or take death to try to protect her, I will. Or just knock his lights out. Or if I got to restrain him, knock his lights out, whatever is not going to kill him, right? Because I can't kill him. But that's preserving a life. But I have to defend the best I can within God's laws, right? Mm-hmm. In that instance. And I would say that person's not a, a believer. But if somebody is in a church and they're slapping their wife one i'm gonna go restrain him i'm probably not gonna punch his lights out right away (laughs) but i'm gonna restrain him and remind him that he is supposed to love his wife as christ loves the church and does christ slap the church around like he's slapping his wife and then i would say you need to take some time and go away and we will find a, a safe place for your wife to be and uh i have to file a police report on this as well and you carry out, again, working within God's laws and the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. And, and you start that process, right? And so there's different, depending on the, the circumstance you are, you have to, again, we'll go over the four steps, right? Self-examination, again, part of that is the love, number two. Number three, are they a believer or are they an unbeliever? Because that's going to dictate your action. And then number four, you've got to act. Dang, that was good. You didn't even prep that. That's not even in the notes. Off the top of my head. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, as, as I was asking that question, listening to you talk, one specific verse popped in my head, and I'm going to read it from the New King Jimmy. From the New King Jimmy. That's that's how I know. Actually, the King James Version is You're hilarious. welcome, Dan. He's reading from the King Jimmy. Yeah, uh, the, well, the actual King <laughs> Jimmy is hilarious right, because it, it makes zero sense. But Well, you should read it then. Okay, here's the King Jimmy Version. Uh, he has showed He has shown thee... Oh, man, what is good? And then it's the normal stuff. But uh, the New King Jimmy says, I lost it. Wait, um, what, what's the normal stuff? Uh, 
I'll tell you in a second. Uh, but the new King James <laughs> says, he has shown you, oh man, what is good. In other words, he, like, like God has shown you what is good. But what does the Lord acquire of you but to, um, uh, what require of you but to, that's a typo. But it's to seek justice or do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Yeah. And, you know, after sitting on that jury duty case and that jury duty trial months ago, uh, like, I guess it was a couple months ago, yeah. I asked the judge that question. I don't know if I felt about this on the show or not. Um, Better be careful what you say so you don't, you know, end up with the lawsuit. <laughs> oh, no, anyway. no, but I asked, I asked the judge, I said, you see the worst of humanity. Sure. You see the best of humanity. You see all of it. And I'm like, how do you, because I was starting to kind of pick up the vibes of like, I think you're a Christian based on what you say, because you've been dropping some little Christian little things. Hints, little hints. And so I said, how do you deal with it sure. and keep your soul okay? Like, how do you keep your own self, your mental health, your all the things? Because, you know, you could see this and just, for lack of a better word, just be like, I hate, I, I, I hate people because yeah, this right. is what it is. And I said, how do you deal with this every single day? And she said, well, you know, my, my, my life motto, my life verse is from, is from Micah when he said, you know, you know what, you know what is good and what is to do good, but to seek justice, love mercy and walk humbly. And it's not a bad thing to seek justice. And the church has been notoriously sucky about that in right. terms of, you know, um, hiding and moving people around, whether it's whatever circles you're in for sex offenders or for, or for swindlers or for con artists or whatever. The church is like, Oh, we're, you know, he, we've, we've already taken care of it. He's sitting for the of Jesus. It, Stay out of it, Lord. Right. That's totally good. And we see people crying for for justice all over the place. And it's not a bad thing to seek justice, but there's also. And she said, so the judge said, you know, I, I like the goal is to seek justice, justice for both the accuser and the accused, for the victim and the the uh, the what would you call it the 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 plaintiff and defendant, whatever you want to do. We need to seek justice for all people, but you also need to love mercy as well. Yep. And you know, who deserves more mercy than 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 the person by which has received the most mercy. We see that sure. Jesus, the person of the person who's been forgiven much, forgives much. And if we truly understand what we've been forgiven of as Christians, we should be able to show mercy and forgive others. But then lastly, it's walk humbly. Yep. And she says, but by the grace of God, that could be me. Right. And so I think that's part of it with our anger is we got to look at it and be like, yes, it's okay to seek justice like what you said, but we also have to love mercy and walk humbly right. knowing that, you know, if we let this fester, either A, that could be us or B, you know, we don't, we want to make sure that we are, you know, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, because that's what, how it is to walk humbly with that. Because so many times, like the joke is always on the playground. It's not the person who did the first action that gets caught. It's the second person. Right. And so many times when we respond in anger, that's when all the bad things happen and you know, we lash out and do the wrong action and we, yep. we, we go to physical violence or verbal violence or, or abuse or even just little things like, um, I, I, I don't know, just being unkind, saying something sure. where it's like, like, you know, like I was in, like, I, the other day I said something to Beth and I said, I was in the wrong frame of mind when that, that came out and I am very sorry. Sure. Like no excuses. I can make excuses, but I screwed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's owning up to it. So, so with the righteous anger, I think there was things to be righteous anger about like what you said, but so many times when we just get angry, I think, yeah, we got to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Well, you got to remember, even, check even, yourself before you wreck yourself. If it's a righteous anger, there's a way to deal with it. And Galatians 6 speaks about it. And it talks about it. if you see a brother sinning, speak to him in gentleness and love so that ye yourself may not fall into the same temptation, right? And, and, so, if, you, and, and if you say someone, what does it say? You've. And, and, and if you brought them out of that sin, you've saved them from death or right. something yeah. like that, right? So, yep, exactly. Yes, Romans 6, mm -hmm. or not Romans, uh, Galatians 6. 
And so that, that's the thing that to remember when dealing with things that are non-physical or non-life threatening, right? When you're, you, you do them for things, but yep. yeah, so that's where I'm at. That, I like I'm it. Done. Well, let's, let's put a period on this thing. And do some fun facts before we get out of here. Sound right, good? Sound good. Time for fun facts with February. <laughs> I got I to gotta do the symbol of the cross because I got to hope that I can say this word. <laughs> oh, but I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing Father Son Holy Spirit over here, homie? But, dude, that was a pretty heavy episode by the end of this. It, I didn't think it, it was going to be this heavy. I liked it, though. It was Woo! a good It was a good. Good episode. That was a good soul searcher one, dude. But yeah. you know, we have had what number is this? One eighty eight. Dude, you've had one hundred and eighty six fun facts. You've only repeated twice. You've been kicking out. But I some. had extra bonus episodes. That's so. true. So we've had we've had close to two hundred fun facts, and they've all been amazing. So yeah. I, have, I have a feeling this was going to be just as good, buddy. All right, today's Let's fun fact, if I can say the word, the uh, Anita Deophobia. What is the fear of being watched by a duck? Okay, people, <laughs> is that for real? A person with Anita Deophobia fears that somewhere in the world a duck or a goose is watching him or her and it didn't put on here but i there was a case of this happening to a woman and i forget it was the early 2000s wow. where she was actually diagnosed with this um, but she ended up overcoming it because her daughter had a love of ducks that is, I'm not going to lie, that is ridiculous. You need help. <laughs> like, I, I, am I allowed to I say that? I need a phobia. Am I allowed to say that? Was that a little mean? That might have been a little mean. Because we all need a little bit of help. But yeah, the fear it's a, it's of, a long word. I mean, I, could, fear of ducks, I have a fear of being pooped but on. But it's not, it's not just a fear of ducks. It's a fear of being watched That's what by I'm ducks. saying. Like, like, I peaked a little bit. Like, I mean, I got an idea of fear of ducks or fear of birds. I get that. I have a fear of being pooped on by a bird. Don't ask me. It's just a fear I've had since I was like five. When my, but being my, watched by a duck? Like, quack, quack, I'm Bro, watching you, can, you. You can watch me. I don't give a rip. I can see that duck Just, going like this. <laughs> <laughs> like like Mighty Ducks yeah, almost. Like, or or like Donald Duck. Like, I'm watching you. I'm watching but you. But the fear of, wow, that's yeah, really, fear really of being odd. watched by a fear duck. Fear of being watched by a duck. A day phobia You know, I might be afraid of being watched by a duck, but you know what I'm not afraid of? People watching us on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Hey, so yeah. in case you did not know, we are over in YouTube land. I know many of you guys do tune into the show. Obviously, there's better podcasts with better gear and better quality of video and whatnot. Yeah. But you know what? We're here. We're having good conversations. So if you're not watching on YouTube, make sure you head over there. Subscribe. Hit that bell notification. Ding. Oh, I mixed it up on you. So that way you can be notified about anything new coming to the tube. And there will be new things coming to the tube here shortly as we are currently working on content that will be YouTube you. exclusive. You. Exclusive. Is working on content. When Mr. Mark is taking care of his baby, we will be doing podcasts on YouTube only. So if you haven't gone over, you better get over there because that's coming up here soon. But in the process, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Join us in the RTC Facebook community. You can find all the fun stuff just by searching Real Talk Christian Podcasts on Facebook, liking all the things, joining all the things. But if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the show, don't hesitate to email us, text us, or message us in any way, shape, or form. And you can get all of that information over at our website at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Yes, sir. Anything else it. we need to share with these wonderful people? I don't think so, sir. I love it, man. Well, hey, leave us a rating review. Share this episode with somebody. It's been awesome hanging out with you guys again this week. But just like always, until next time, take it easy.